Hey everyone, my name is Bell Sebastian, and you are listening to Amber X, the audio experience for those chasing dreams in business, entrepreneurship, finance, and much more. On today's episode, I'm here with Sean Laurie, the founder and CEO of Laurie Brands, a multi-million dollar e-commerce business. On another note, I'm pretty sure you can tell right now that the audio quality is much different, and that's because I'm currently at home recording with my headset mic versus using the professional or more professional microphone that I usually use for my podcast. And that's because looking back at the recording, it seems like my network connection was not the best and therefore my audio throughout the podcast was not necessarily as spectacular. So I am re-recording the intro, just kind of letting everyone know as you're listening through, my audio is not the best, but you can hear Mr. Laurie's audio very, very well. So you'll still get a lot of great insight. You'll still get a lot of great knowledge. And without further ado, I'd really love to present to you the podcast. Thanks. Yeah, I've had, I've had a, a pretty long journey starting back about seven, eight years ago in my mom's basement. That's where I, I quit my first like corporate job and decided that I was getting into the entrepreneurship life. So Whew, it was uh, it was a long way to got where I'm at now. I was in Philadelphia then. Now I live in Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, my business is it's Lowry Brands. We have a couple of brands, but the main one, about 95% of our revenue right now, is uh, my brand United Monograms, and it's a uh, okay. Yeah, so that is we have about 112,000 followers on Instagram, 300,000 on Facebook. We found a great niche with this business, and it's actually uh, it's like girls' clothing, and. Uh, okay. And uh, yeah, I run it with my fiance. We have about 12, 13 employees now. And uh, we, we uh, monitor, you're, you're in California, right? Yes. Yeah. So actually there's uh, this trend that I didn't know about, but it's, it's for girls and it's really like a Southern, Southern States kind of trend, but it's called monograms. And it's uh, girls get like their initials. Uh, it's like they're personalized on like sweatshirts, t-shirts. Uh, so we didn't really know that this niche even existed because uh, we're from Philadelphia, but we kind of learned about it and I can explain all the reasons why we've picked it because it's a great business model. Uh, but that's the business now. And I never thought I'd be running like a girl's clothing company, but that's where it's taken me. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of the very short version, but, uh, there was a lot of stuff in between there, uh, that got to where I am now, but yeah, things are going great. That's really awesome. So I'm always curious whenever I see businesses starting up, I'm always curious, like, why did you choose to go in the certain route that you're going? So in your case, it's t-shirts and clothing. What about clothing and t-shirts made it something that you wanted to get into? Okay, good question. All right, so people always, uh, you know, the good advice that entrepreneurs gave is like, just start, just start. So I quit my job and I had an entrepreneurial, like, bug. I knew I had to do my own thing. And I quit my job and the first thing that I did was uh, get like a t-shirt press. And I honestly don't know why. I honestly thought it was just kind of uh, easy. I, I didn't know. I didn't know exactly what path I was going to go on. The first thing I did was uh, kind of sell shirts to like local uh, like fraternities and sororities and, and, and businesses. That's not at all what I do now. But I just took the leap. I got that equipment and I, my objective was to start selling shirts and making money and then seeing what happens. So I've made a lot of adjustments uh, to get from there to here. But uh, the first thing that it was, was uh, just t-shirts. And honestly, I don't know why. I don't have a lot of passion for necessarily clothing or shirts. I just uh, started something that was simple. And then my passion all comes from 
running the business. That's the, the element of it that I love. It's watching it grow. And you know, like everyone needs a product or a service and there's a lot of time where you're going to have to grind and figure stuff out. So it's just a, it's just a path that I thought there could be a lot of different routes and, um, it can go into a lot of different categories. And, uh, I didn't really have a great reason. I just wanted to start and I, and I picked something and I never looked and I never looked back. I never looked at any other routes or options that I had. I just got it and started t-shirts and then just started moving. I really think building a business in general is hard, especially quitting your job to do it. And I would say that if you're quitting your job and going after something, you're really expecting at least for either your ability and business is going to work and make the business run, or you're going to be putting in as much effort as you can into hoping that the business grows. And so I would personally think that building a clothing line is actually pretty tough, but I mean, were there any other challenges that you faced trying to build it up or was it just smooth sailing like a t-shirt <laughs> business? <laughs> All right, so here's the, yeah. here's the path I took from that. So the first thing I started doing, and I did a podcast episode about this with my business partner, was we started uh, doing, like I just said, teams and stuff. Now, I actually don't like that business model. I hate that business model. So it actually didn't go very well. My first six months in business were like terrible. I had no money. I like messed up a bunch of customers' orders. And uh, it was, I was happy I started, but it wasn't a very good start right out of the gate. So after about six months of that, I adjusted. And the first thing I had success with was, uh, I'm actually like a, a Notre Dame football fan. I'm a fan okay. of, uh, so I started a Twitter account for them. And I started like tweeting on, on the game days. And this was about 2012 and they were really good that year. Uh, they made it to the championship and got crushed. But uh, that audience <laughs> had about, had about 60,000 followers on Twitter. And, yeah. and, th and then I made a little e-commerce website and this was my first time selling on e-commerce, which I love e-commerce. And I just kind of pushed that link out and pushed that website out to that audience and uh, had my first success. I sold like tens of thousands, tens of thousands of dollars worth of uh, t-shirts just to fans like of Notre Dame across the country. And I was like, wow, there's really something to this. Now that eventually got shut down because uh, it's kind of like copyright infringement yeah. you can't really you know it was kind of like a raw early days they, they, they just kind of said to me hey you, you can't really do this and they ended up losing anyway so I was like all right that's fine well but yeah <laughs> they didn't take any money or anything so I couldn't continue with that but right. but I loved it but I loved the idea of building up an audience and then selling them products to purchase on their own time that was so much better than my first business which we had clients and I would you know, have to re, uh, build the relationships with the clients and call them and talk to them. They call me for pricing. I didn't like that. I don't know. I feel like it's harder to scale. I love the fact that I could build an audience and then I could just put a link out to that audience and then people could buy it. I can wake up in the morning and see if people bought stuff. That's a great feeling. So I really fell in love with uh, selling products online during that endeavor. And since I already had the t-shirt thing from before, uh, that's what I sold. And then I built from that. So the next thing I did was, uh, it was called United Tees. It was like a 4th of July kind of patriotic like clothing brand like with like red, white, and blue stuff. And, okay, that, yeah. and, and, I, and I built up a Twitter audience for that too. And that had about uh, 90,000 followers. And, uh, and it took some time to build that up, but I had a great audience. And uh, then that was a big success. That's when I was like, all right, this is, this is like uh, my career now. Like I had like a few bucks. I had sales. I was like actually underway running a business. And then uh, my fiance, who was a kindergarten teacher, she got involved 
And she started adding like the girls element to it uh, because, hey, girls, girls love shopping online. They like buying clothes more than guys, <laughs> yeah. you know? So, uh, so that business was called United Tees. And it actually still exists today, but it's just uh, a small part of our, our business because we found this monogram niche. This, people started asking about it, and we didn't know what it was. And uh, uh, my girlfriend at the time convinced me to get like, just like a $500 at-home embroidery machine. And I wasn't so sure about it. I was like, well, I don't know about this. What are these? And then, uh, so we started that and we had a few sales for that. And then the next thing you know, uh, we, it was doing so well that we got its own website called United Monograms. Because uh, we had United Tees and then United Monograms. And that was probably about four or five years ago. And then over the next year or two, the monogram business just started doing so well that I had to move. Uh, well, I didn't have to, but I decided to move all my focus uh, it was slow at first and I liked like the other one was kind of more of like my creation and uh, like more like guys cool products that I would wear uh, but I had to make I had to make a business decision I was like wow this other business is way better and so I slowly shifted the attention and now our business is about is like I said it's all monograms and uh, that's how we got here and uh, the one thing I was proud, proud about myself for was I just made the best business decisions. Like, you know, people say, follow your passion and everything. And my passion's business. So I love the grinding and the building and the hiring. And uh, I love our customers for our United Monograms business. They're all girls, but I've in love with the process of building it. So, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like super passionate about clothing or, or my, like my product, but I'm super passionate about the business. And I think that is uh, something that like your listeners can learn from, uh, if you love the process of building the business, then you can be uh, you can be smarter about what products and services you sell because you need a market there. And uh, we found a great niche now, and we're and we're we're kind of exploding. It's going great. Well, that's that's really awesome. I think you really highlighted the fact that pivoting can oftentimes be a challenge, knowing that hey, something new is happening, and I have to move and adjust and tailor my business towards that. So I can even stay stagnant in what it is that I'm currently doing and you know, kind of try to push it out that way. But then you mentioned the whole thing about getting into the monogram niche and getting in using the embroidery machine and whatnot to develop further into that niche. I think, I think that's a huge challenge for people. Like I personally think that it's hard to change and if you're already yeah. putting in lots of resources towards yeah. it. Yeah. And, and for your listeners, like, I don't want to uh, confuse people. I think that's really good to focus on like one thing and make exactly, but I made the changes. I did make changes. So I say focus on one thing, but then people could come back to me and say, oh, well you had United Tees and the Notre Dame thing and your screen printing business and monograms. How are you focusing on one thing? Well, I made the shifts very slowly yeah. and I made them intelligently and strategically. Notice uh, they all were based upon my first purchase of that screen printing equipment. I figured out I didn't like that business and then I like to sell online. But what did I sell? Something that I could produce with the equipment that I already bought. Exactly. So like I, I keep, uh, I think the entrepreneurs need to make decisions quickly. For example, I chose t-shirts and that was that. And, and I just chose it. I don't, I don't really have a great reason, but I made that decision quickly and then I slowly and strategically changed. So it was, it's really all one thing. I mean, it's been like one, like a uh, legal business throughout the whole journey. Uh, okay. We had, you know, we had like I, and I think that a lot of young entrepreneurs, they try to do a lot of different things. And, and, and I think that's a bad idea because 
you need to really focus. It's so hard to build one business that you need to focus on it all the time. And if you have three businesses and one of them hits a, hits a road bump, you might turn your attention to the other two. I mean, and you don't have any success if you're just starting. You don't have a proven track record. So I don't know how you think you're going to juggle three businesses. And that's why I think a lot of the times people, they use that as an excuse of their entrepreneurs. They're like, well, I don't want to do just do one thing. I want to do a bunch of different stuff. And then they just end up bouncing all over, avoiding uh, tough like obstacles that they may hit in one of them. And they don't ever, they make decisions uh, 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 like slowly, like they pick a bunch of different businesses and then they just change them all quickly and they never really commit to one. And I think focusing on one thing is really important for, for young entrepreneurs. Personally, I am working on own businesses and I've noticed that sometimes doing a whole bunch of things at once, I would end up like pivoting a million times and I would kind of think those pivots were towards greater progress. But now kind of looking back, I would say that I yeah. used to pivot a lot just because I didn't want to end up failing in yeah. one so, yeah. um, line yeah. of what maybe, it is that I was doing. That's really, that's really good advice for you. And you seem really young. Are you really young? Yeah, I'm 18. So you are somebody that I think can learn from that advice. And I think it's really good advice. And uh, Exactly, yeah. So you, said, you, said, you said you you pivoted. Now, I look at the word pivot as that means that you have to like if you have a clothing business and then you start something completely different, that's not a pivot. That is a cha- that is a drastic change. Yep, yep, that's completely true. Yeah, I really, I really think that that specific understanding of what it is that pivot is is really important for people like me, and really important for other people who are my age or people who are starting in general. Right, little things like pivoting and knowing, okay, are you pivoting or are you just completely changing or not? But right now. I was kind of thinking, I have an interesting question because I've been doing some things in e-commerce as well. Love it. And I've always been a little bit skeptical, but I want to know where do you stand on this, giving your experience in e-commerce? Do you think it gets harder to create an e-commerce business nowadays? Uh, Nowadays compared to when? I would say nowadays compared to when e-commerce started really being a thing probably with Amazon and other big e-commerce online stores. Do you think now that everyone can really make it easily with websites like Shopify or Wix or WordPress, is it oversaturated or no, is it's not oversaturated? It's not oversaturated because it's just, it's not a, it's not e-commerce isn't the market, right? Like markets are things that get saturated. Like if, if, if there's a hundred companies selling cat t-shirts and then you yeah. sell cat t-shirts, that might be too saturated. But e-commerce isn't a market. E-commerce is how you sell things. So just the fact that a lot of people have online stores, that doesn't mean that you're competing against them. If someone is selling goldfish on their online store, they're not competing with me. So just because we both have e-commerce websites, that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's so easy to build an e-commerce website today. It is. It's easier than it's ever been before. Shopify is amazing. I've built my business up to $5 in sales. Uh, like yearly on a Shopify site and, and, and people who just do maybe like 10 sales a day use a Shopify site. Shopify is an amazing uh, a platform that people can easily create a website on. So no, it's not saturated. It depends what you're selling. You know, it depends what okay. you're selling. Like what it, it's, it's the greatest time in history. If I wanted to sell shirts and it was 1988, how would I do it? how would I do it? I don't even know how I would do it. Maybe a, like a catalog. And that was revolutionary at the time. The thing is you had to have a, you had to have like a storefront, right? Stores suck. Exactly. I hate stores. Do you like shopping at stores? Well, 
Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I hate stores. I hate shopping in stores. I hate going out and shopping. Like people like uh, ordering online. So I don't think it's going anywhere, obviously. But no, your question, your question was, is e-commerce oversaturated? And I think that is not the right question. I think it depends on the market. But if you're going to be selling products, I think there's only one way to do it. And that's online. How else would you do it? That's true. That's really yeah. true. Yeah. You're never going to find, like, I think this is another mistake people make. They try to find a, a, a niche that they're like the only one in it. Guess what? There's none of them. Everything, yep. you're, you're going to have to compete. Like you're going to have to, you know, you, before you pick your business, you want to look at, look at the market a little bit, but don't, don't get hesitated by overanalyzing, uh, oh, well, a lot of people do this. I don't know if I want to do it. Like just do it better yeah. than that. Do it better than that. Exactly. So I think, that I think be- that's one thing that I learned very recently. Like just because you're not the only one in your niche doesn't mean that you can't, you know, you can't compete and that's the sake of market competition, right? I would think that you need to go in and want to make a better product or at least understand the market better so that you can serve the people that you're working with better. And it's going to be so hard. Just- it's going to be so hard. It's going to take so long if you want to, if you want to establish yourself in the market. It's so hard. How many years have you been working on your goals? All right. So, I mean, since we're kind of, since we're kind of talking about markets a little bit, this, uh, this monogram into, uh, business. So at first I started just the screen printing t-shirt thing. I mean, obviously that market's saturated, but, uh, I never really thought about the market that much. And then I transitioned the Notre Dame thing, you know, and then, uh, the America thing. And then I, it was, a, it was a strategic decision uh, for monograms because the business model is good. And there was one really big company in the industry and then a couple other like mom and pop shops. So we definitely had to compete, but I did notice that, uh, I thought the market could use, uh, like another big company, but I didn't really notice that till like after we started. Uh, so it, for the monogram, we're, we're like the, actually our, our slogan is the number one online shop for monograms, which is more of a, okay. persua- a persuasive slogan. We're actually probably like the second biggest monogram company. Uh, but, okay. but also that market saturated by, like I said, it's very popular in the South. So our goal is to become the best one and then, uh, also spread the trend across the country. Uh, so we kind of, we kind of grabbed that market that already existed and we actually innovated in it too. Like it used to be just embroidery and then we started selling like graphic prints with monograms in it that never existed before us. So we got in there and we didn't know what we were going to do, but we were committed to it. And then we made we became an experts in the market, understanding what the customers wanted. We know they love shirts that have coffee stuff on it and have like uh, pink and, we, and, and pink and pumpkins in the fall are like so popular on, on it, on the material. And like, that's something that I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know. And I've been learning year after year exactly about what time, what products are going to start getting popular. So I just learn year after year and I'm committing to the same market and that makes you so much better if you have those years of experience under your belt. And it, it just takes time and commitment to a market. But if you learn it and you understand what the people want and, and you obsess with it and you are patient, then there's no reason why you can't be among the best in the industry. Yeah. So how many years would you say? Five years? Five, ten four, years? Four. Four, four years. Okay. Four years the United Monograms has been uh, – Main focus. Awesome. Yeah. So right now I kind of want to shift gears. I want the audience and also myself to really get to know you a lot more. So where are you from exactly? So I moved around as a kid. Uh, I lived in Syracuse, New York. I lived in Chicago for a couple of years. And then, awesome. uh, and then uh, 
I'm, I'm really pretty much from Philadelphia. Uh, but, okay. but five years ago, I moved to Charleston, South Carolina with my fiance. And that's where I live now. I live in South Carolina in Charleston. And uh, I really pretty much made that move like pretty boldly. I just moved away from like all my friends. I didn't know anyone here. And, uh, you know, we hear good things about the city and it's a beautiful place and warm weather. Uh, but really like it was, I went on a business trip. I just kind of like had a lot of friends call me, want to hang out all the time. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm so focused on my business that uh, I kind of just moved to this new place. And I decided that I'm going to focus on my business here full time. So it was kind of a bold move here, but uh, that's where I am now. Charleston, South Carolina. Charleston, South Carolina. Awesome. So what are your goals for the next five years? My goals for the next five years. So, so I think like uh, a lot of the times goals and projections are, are kind of impossible because it, some depends, right? Like if, if, when I started like five years ago when I was maybe still in Philly or say six, seven years ago, still in Philly and I had the screen printing thing going and you asked me what my goals were, I probably should have said, I'm going to build a big screen printing company. I'm going to do all this stuff. But like there were pivots that I had to make. So I don't like to be, uh, you know, it, you know, and that's kind of uh, anti some advice people will say where they have, they say have a, a very uh, specific vision of exactly where your company's going to be. Uh, so if I, so that's just the first note that I have anytime I talk about five, 10 years out. Uh, but if I had to say right now, I would say I want to have 80 million in revenue, uh, hundreds of employees and be the biggest monogram company and have the trend spread across the country and be still growing the business. That's what I would say now. But again, that, that could, that could pivot, that could shift, but I'm always going to be on top of it. But that's where I, awesome. I, I'm going to keep, yeah, keep doing what I'm doing and I'm not planning on changing or anything like, uh, it could happen, but I'm not planning on it. So that, if I had to say that would be my plan for five years, 80 million. In that's, my that's your five years. Yeah. Well, that's all, you know, I really like, I really like how you phrase that answer because I personally have a similar mindset. I don't really like to make specific goals in the next five years because I feel that sometimes that kind of limits me in my thinking and I want to continue being wide open and being open to new things that I'm doing and whatever it is, whatever niche it is that I'm pursuing. So if I'm working on building a brand and working on building something, I want to always be flexible enough. But I do like the fact that you also have that focus despite wanting to be open and wanting to always be influenced by the market and responding properly. Right. And you can, and you can make like, you can make like a more like mindset goals. Like you can say, I, I, I'm definitely still going to be running my business, a business in five years. Uh, you know, I definitely want to, uh, uh, you know, get smarter and build up my skills with running the company and, and hiring and all the elements of that. So I think you can set like uh, mindset things like five, 10 years out, but as far as uh, industry specifics, that's, yeah. that's, that's a little, yeah, it's a little more could change. I understand. Yeah. Do you, do you want to be, do you want to start like, is your goal in five, 10 years to have your own successful business? Is that something that you're committed to? I would say that's my, that's my five year goal right now. Right now. I just want to start something. I want to get my feet wet. I really yeah, want you're to. So, you're so young. Me. You're so young, man. I love, <laughs> I love you. You already have such a good mindset already. Just even asking these questions. So that's impressive. Thank you so much. Yeah. I really think that it's just something that I want to do right now. Instead of being up in the air all the time, making different types of plans. I, I just really want to execute. You know, I think the best piece of advice I've really ever gotten is to just start doing. 
And I've given that advice out, just start doing because Great advice. really I used to, I'm, I love dreaming up new ideas. I love dreaming up new, new things, new inventions, new creations, but then I would never, they really go past my brain. So uh-huh. right now I'm just, whenever I have an idea, I really want to work on it. And if I, if I find that it's a really great business that I want to get into and something that I know I have the passion for, then I just really want to work every day at it. And yeah. I love, I love what it is that I'm doing. I love realm of business. I love doing stuff like this, you know, talking with other people who are in business. So, you know, for that, for me, that's really what's really motivating. And I'd really want to ask you, because I know you've been in this for a couple of years and you've been doing this for a long time. Who would you say is your biggest motivation? Who or what? What? Why? <laughs> I would say you can start with who. I mean, I don't really have a who. Myself. <laughs> I like um, it. Yeah. But like, uh, honestly, it's, 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 uh, it's corny, but obviously the, the goal for everyone is you want to have a happy life. You want to be happy, right? You want to yep. enjoy every day. So I have basically trained myself to get that from business. Like I said, uh, you know, they say, do what you're passionate about. And that advice is, 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 is good. And it's, uh, it's complex in a way. Uh, but that's why, uh, I've, I've just loved, I've, and passionate about business. I love seeing where something was, seeing how it grows, uh, continuing to have something to fight for every day. Uh, that is uh, the excitement that I get. So I just want to uh, continue to always be doing that. I want to live. I want to live to 150 years old. That's my goal. And the whole 150. time, 150. That's it. And my plan for that is to uh, just always have something to do and always have something to be passionate about and wake up every day and uh, have like an objective and things going on. And I think that that is a great formula uh, for happiness. So uh, that's my motivation. That's why I love building companies because one, you get a lot of money if you're successful in it. And that's awesome to have money. I mean, it doesn't make happiness just to have money. I hate the lottery, but like, uh, you know, so that's a good thing that comes from it. And more importantly than that, it's just, it just makes every day fun to have something to build for and have something to look forward to uh, and, have, and have things that you're, you're fighting for and, and, and challenges that arise and overcoming them. That, a lot of people try to avoid stuff like that, but I want to keep growing my business and running into more and more challenges because I think that is what motivates me and that is what keeps me going, keeps me happy, keeps life entertaining and fun. Uh, so that's, that's my approach on that. I love it. I really love it so much. Well, I really wanted to thank you again for being on the air with me. I really love the fact that I got to have you here so that you could explain and, you know, really show through a great example what it means to follow a passion and work on a business. Guys, also, please make sure that you check out Mr. Laurie's podcast. Yeah, uh, The Sean Lowry Show. That's my podcast. I the, just Sean, the Sean <laughs> Show. Yes, I'm so sorry. I thought it was thought to Sean for some reason. But please... <laughs> Go on his Instagram. I'll have everything linked in the description below. If you're watching this on YouTube or on Anchor, whatever it is, you'll be able to get connected with Sean Laurie. Make sure you check out what it is that he's doing. He has a lot of really, really awesome content on there. Sean, thank you so much for being here with me. I really appreciate it. And hopefully in the future, I can have you back so we can talk about what it is that you're doing next. I know you have a lot of really, really great goals going on. Um, Mindsets. You have a lot of great mindsets going on. And I know you're going to be working towards them. Absolutely.